Writing the perfect resume is an art. The right one can help you land that job or at least an interview. The wrong one can sink you, especially when adding your employment history and education. We continue our look at what you should include on your resume to put your career in motion. Starting out or starting over. Advice to reach your career goals. This is In Motion. Gail Rubin Kunish works with her Inspiration Group consulting firm to help displaced workers rejoin the workforce. Gail, we've previously covered the types of resume, what qualifications and skills are, the difference between those, and what you should or shouldn't include depending on what you're applying for. So how or maybe where do I list my education? That's usually a big question. That is a great question, Greg. And there is a big difference as to where you should put your education. If you're a recent graduate, it doesn't matter if you return to school later or you're a traditional learner, you should put your education at the top of your resume. If you're also a person who has high-level degrees, like a master's degree or a doctorate, you should lead off with your education. However, if you have been in the workforce for a while and have had a couple of different types of employment or employers, you should list your education towards the bottom. It's not forgotten, but it has less emphasis. Well, education is clearly important, especially as to where you should include it, but that also begs the question, if you're putting your education at the top and changing where your work might be, what about your prior work? What should you include and, well, previous employment, how much? Well, if you're going with a functional or hybrid resume, you want to list the employer, the city-state, the employment dates, and your job title. There's no reason to list anything more. If you're going with a chronological traditional resume, then you may want to include a job description underneath that, where you could have quantifiable um, bullet points underneath the job description. I've been working for about 20-some years, have had several different jobs. Should I include all those jobs? Only if you're using a hybrid resume, you should include the last 10 years of employment. Okay, well... That answers that. So I, I want to include about the last 10 years. What if I have gaps in that 10-year period? Great question, Greg. Gaps in employment are not addressed on the resume. Gaps of employment are addressed in an online application where they ask you what you've done in between those times of employment and also on the interview. If they don't ask the question, should you offer that information? If they don't ask you the question, I would say no, don't offer the information. So don't feel like you have to fill in any blanks that they didn't ask you to. Only on an online application. If they ask you for gaps of employment, you will need to answer that question. This is In Motion. We're speaking with Gail Rubin Kunish. Information and inspiration to help you in your planned career. That's what she provides. Gail, we've covered a lot of things for your resume, from types and what to include for work history, qualification. We've previously talked about uh, skills, education, and employment, obviously important. What about volunteer work? I see that sometimes on a resume. Absolutely, Greg. Volunteer work can be a deciding factor on your resume because let's say, for example, that you want to work with children and you have had volunteer work with children in the past but no actual work experience. That might be the thing that actually gets you the interview 
and even the job for that matter. So volunteer work is very important. It's also a great way to get references. If you don't have very many references, you're a recent graduate, volunteer work is a great way to work with people for them to get to know you and your work ethic and for you to get references. We've covered including so many things on a resume and hopefully given people a better understanding of what they do want to include in there. One question that I would have, you list all of your accomplishments, you list your qualifications, you list your skills. Is there a line that you might cross when it comes about trying to make yourself look inflated? Should you worry about that in writing a resume? In today's world where there's a lot of competition, the importance is to be ethical, truthful, um, but you have to tout your credentials. No one else is going to blow your own horn. So you have to be the one to do that. And your personality is going to actually come across in the interview. So that's really what's going to clinch the job for you. In other words, a nice display of self-confidence always helps. Absolutely. Well, I think we've covered everything for a resume. Is there anything that we've left out? I think maybe there's a couple things. References and the cover letter. You should include both. And next time, I think we'll look at the information you do and don't want to include for a cover letter. I'll leave you with this quote. People never care how much you know until they know how much you care. John C. Maxwell. I think you left us with a lot of great things today, Gail. Thank you. This has been In Motion with Gail Rubin Kunish. If you have a question for Gail that you'd like answered on this podcast, contact her at the inspirationgroupconsulting.com website. Thanks for joining us.